Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. I, Noah Houlihan, hereby promise that I will not make a bonus-slash-supplementary episode where I prank Laura. Alright, cool. Now say it like you mean it. <laughs> I, TV's <laughs> Noah Houlihan, hereby promise I will not make a YouTube video pranking Laura. Yeah, this is because I will end our relationship. <laughs> Uh, well, I started the idea of doing these, like, bonus episodes two episodes ago, and now we're doing Prank Academy, and the idea of the bonus episode seemed pretty obvious, and I just want to let you know that I'm not doing it. That being said, I couldn't find me doing parkour, so there was no bonus episode for Matt Packed Game Lab. Okay. Um, so we're doing Prank Academy, which is a YouTube premium series. Starring BF versus GF, yeah. also Prank versus Prank. Yes. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about YouTube Red, like we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched The Thinning. Yes. Which is the Logan Paul movie about how 5% of the population needs to be killed every year. And the way they decide that is through a standardized test. And first off, I did the math on it. Mm-hmm. If they do it, they, they actually do say it starts at first grade and then it ends in 12th grade. Which means by the time you get out of 12th grade, ha- almost half of your classmates have been killed. Oh, fun. Like, I did the math on it. It was like if you're a class of 200 when you start, when you end, it'll be a class of like 108. Okay. Uh, it's... If I was a high schooler who was currently worried about the SATs, this movie would be unbelievable to me. It'd, it'd be super fantastic. It's pretty good. Like I watched some of the second one with you. Yeah, there are like some themes of like, if you're a really good athlete, it doesn't matter how you do on the test. If your parents are powerful enough, it doesn't matter how you do on the test. Uh but the main uh, crux of it is Logan Paul is the governor's son, and he's he decides to protest. He's going to get every question wrong and see if his dad puts him to death. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it is rigged so that he is not killed. But in the biggest Bush League superhero villain move, to, to quote you... Uh, they end up putting to death the smartest girl. Yeah. And not only is she the smartest girl, but like her parents are dead. So she's taking care of her little sister and little brother. Like yeah. she is the super like good character here. And she's being put to, de- to death despite having the best score. Um, which, which feels really obvious because I think you would just go to the next lowest yeah, cut score. Yeah, think. Uh, so... They, like, basically, they find that the tests have been doctored, mm-hmm. and they leak it to the press. And at this, and the governor is now running for president, and 
uh, he's basically like has an advisor that's like, we're done for, we're screwed. There's no more moves. He's like, no, there's one more move left. And he makes a phone call and he doesn't cancel the thinning. He just goes by what the tests say and puts his own son to death. Okay. And I was like, ooh. And then, you know, surprise twist. Uh, when you're thinned, you're not killed. You're just put to work in a factory. And I was like, oh, they, they were, that's lame that they didn't want to just commit to killing the kids. But in the second movie, it's like, it makes so much sense. It's one of those movies where the first movie has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out you were supposed to notice those problems so they could explain it in the sequel. Okay. And the sequel ends, I'm spoiling both of these, I don't care. Uh, the sequel ends with them once again exposing all these problems that the thinning children are being used as slaves and, you know, that the tests are corrupt and, like, the profiting being made by the testing companies, like, all these things. But by then, he's already been elected president, so it's too late. So they just get arrested as terrorists at the end. Oh, fun. And it ends with uh, them getting saved by another, like, agent being like, we're going to war. And there was going to be a third one, but YouTube no longer wants to work with Logan Paul. I think it's worth your time to watch them. I recommend them. Uh, So that was my experience with uh, YouTube Red. There'll be a little bit more at the end. Stay tuned for surprises. But let's get into Prank Academy, and we start by pouring one out. Okay, so we did something a little different this week. We did, wanted to stay in the spirit of Prank Academy. Spirits. Uh, but I'm not a big prank person. I don't find them funny most of the time. So we made each other's drinks. Yes, so I have a drink that Laura has made for me. Uh, Laura has a drink that I have made for her. I am so scared. And we, we were both like, we're not pranking each other, right? Yeah. So sh- do you want to give a name for this or give, tell me anything before I take a sip? I just I, That's just some seltzer. <laughs> Why are you using your lying voice? I don't have a lying voice. All right. In front of me is the cloudiest glass of seltzer I've ever seen. I think she used the dragonberry. Think again. (laughs) I didn't put tequila in it. You just made the tequila noise. Ooh. There is no tequila in that drink. Really? Because it like hurts my teeth. Yeah, there's no tequila in that. Oh my God. Not a drop. You have my word as a gentleman and a scholar. What is it then? It's 99 bananas. Maybe, oh, the 99 bananas is what's clouding this. That makes sense. I don't think that's true either. Okay. Um, Orange pineapple seltzer. Okay. uh, A tiny splash of banana rum. Okay. And the thing that's making it cloudy is a little bit of truly mango lemonade. Uh, Oh, this was mixed in a truly? I mixed some of a truly in. <laughs> what do you call this? A, uh, it's definitely just a seltzer. I didn't expect the lemonade to change the color as much as it did. So you, you wanted it to look like a glass of water. I wanted it to look like a glass of seltzer. It was going to be bubbly. I put mm. seltzer in. Okay. Uh, I have a dark red 
uh, slushy situation mm-hmm. that you mix chocolate chips into. We did. That's pretty good. I call it the uh, Sweet 16 Strawberry Shortcake because there is a Sweet 16 cake that has been, uh, that gets destroyed in this show. It is some actual strawberries, uh, some ice cubes just to thicken it up a little bit, uh, a little bit of grenadine for the red color, a little bit of uh, chocolate, and uh, I, I, I think it needed more of a base, so I put a little bit of margarita mix in it. So it was technically a margarita and very on brand for you. Yeah, no, mine's pretty good. <laughs> she was terrified. I of it. super. I want you to really stress how terrified she I was. I may or may this. not have accused him of putting glass in it. Dude, you did. You were like, "There's not glass in this, is there?" Like I was gonna murder you. <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty good. Uh, I didn't expect the seltzer to, or the uh, lemonade to change the color in yours. I thought about adding some blue curacao. Yes. Um, but then I was like, ah, "It's just it's a little cloudy, but like it looks like a glass of seltzer." Well, the. The drink I was planning on making before you pitched this idea of switching drinks was the uh, the Go Go Indigo, which was just going to be a lot of uh, blue Curacao. Um, what alcohol did you put in this? I put in the Dragonberry Rum. Okay, yeah, I didn't put in Dragonberry Rum in yours. Yes, I wanted to put in chocolate cake vodka, but apparently we threw that away. <laughs> yes, we threw it away. In my face. Or Laura drank it. (laughs) So yeah, I'm glad you like yours. There's a little bit more over in the blender. Yeah, there there will be a brief intermission at some point. So How is yours? uh, Mine's really strong and full of alcohol. Yeah, I will say, I knew we were planning to run an errand or two later. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I was going to drive. All right, so this is going to be yet another one where I get sloppy halfway through the uh, (laughs) podcast. So get excited for that. I do like that we kind of have the thing of mine are always a little less alcoholic than yours. Yeah. I'm not much of a drinker. Uh, I wasn't until recently. That's, <laughs> that is false. Uh, so let's talk about Prank Academy. Prank Academy is a show starring, uh, at the time, boyfriend and girlfriend, Jesse and Gina. Mm-hmm. And they always played pranks on each other. Yep. And now they're going to teach other YouTubers how to prank. Yeah. It's a cute little concept. It's a prank show with more of your favorite YouTubers involved. And uh, the, the two things I want to point out here from the beginning is one, I think Gina is more attractive as a cartoon. I don't know why. I think it's the glasses. Oh, really? You think that a blonde cartoon with glasses is more attractive than... A uh, a girl that does not look as much like your wife as the cartoon. Does. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, and because if you drew a cartoon of me, it would look a lot like that cartoon. It's very true. And uh, Jesse, you notice something like there's something wrong with his eye. Yeah, he clearly had like gotten a black eye at some point, mm-hmm. and like it was in the stages of healing while they filmed it. Yeah, so throughout you see different stages of his eye, and. It's Clearly not in order. Mm -hmm. So there's some times where it looks like he just got lumped up. And there's other times where he looks fine. Yeah. So each episode of Prank Academy, and I'm just going to like blow through this part. Like, I don't want to go through all of them. No. Start with them pranking each other in a clearly staged prank. It's so obviously staged. And it's very like, oh no, 
think? The, the one that really upsets me is they're clearly in not their home. Mm-hmm. And Jesse is, air quotes, asleep on the couch. And Gino walks over to a stereo system and turns it up real loud. And he gets startled awake. Like, not only is this staged, he's not asleep. Music didn't even really play. So, like, it's lame. It's yeah. just lame. Yeah. There's another one where... They're in, like, a photo booth and she puts too much lipstick on. Yeah, and then And just goes him. at him. Which is cute because it's the Amanda... It's the Miranda Sings episode. Yeah. There's one where Jesse eats sand and she's like, it's a sandwich. Uh... You know, like your six-year-old would do to you because they don't know better. So that's, like... The cold open. The cold open every time, and every time I roll my eyes. Yeah. But the crux of every episode is some YouTuber getting involved to either get pranked, prank another YouTuber, or prank the public. Yeah. It's usually to prank another YouTuber. Yes. Because we start by pranking a YouTuber. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we start by pranking uh, Joey Graceffa from Joey Escape the Night. From Escape the Night. I'm glad we're watching Escape the Night because I knew who some of these people were. Absolutely. <laughs> um, in fact, most of the people in this uh, I knew because of Escape the Night, not yeah. because I'm because they're just like not in the parts of YouTube I watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was very few Let's Players getting pranked, which yeah, is the parts of YouTube like, I hang out on. Yeah, we didn't see, like, Matt Pat getting pranked. Yeah. And uh, we didn't see Kevin Perjurer get <laughs> yeah. pranked. Tonight, Disney's food blog is going down. AJ from Disney's food blog here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take her to Universal Studios. Welcome Whoa. to Expedition Theme Park. No! Um, I, so that's what we watch on YouTube. I hang out on Theme Park YouTube, guys. Um... So, the the first one they do is to Joey Graceffa, and it's I Justine doing the pranking. Yes. I really, this is my favorite prank, I think. Really? Yeah, I think this might be my favorite That surprises one. me, because this one infuriates me. Um, it, to me, they did a good job of making it feel plausible. Right. Um, this is my favorite prank. It's not my favorite execution. Okay. Uh, how it works is... Okay, so how are we going to pull this off? Okay, this is how we're going to pull this off. You guys are going to be cooking right here at this grill. Once you're done making your food, you're going to have Joey turn off the grill. Okay. Which is very important. So Ryan is our stunt coordinator, and this is Jessica. She's going to be lit on fire, but before she's on fire, she's going to be playing a production assistant. For your cooking video. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Of course. Are you ready for this? I am. Are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, do you get caught on fire often? Is that inappropriate to ask? I'm not sure. More often than you'd think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So once they're done cooking their burgers, Joey, of course, is going to think he shut the grill off correctly, is when you come in as a PA to maybe just check if he shut it off correctly. We're going to have this candle lit, so she's just going to light herself off the candle. Okay. Do you want to run through a little bit of what you plan to do? So the first thing, like you said, to catch the arm on fire. Be taken by surprise. I'll go back, knock into this thing. Then I'm going to take off this way, and I'm basically going to be a big fireball. I'm already freaking out. He's going to come in, and he's going to put me out. Someone's going to be calling an ambulance. One of the actors are going to ask who shut the grill off. You should call him out. Like, Joey was supposed to shut the grill off. The execution of the prank works, and the girl gets set on fire, but they don't let it breathe long enough. Yeah, basically, the idea is uh, 
I Justine says, Joey, turn off the grill. And she's like, he's like, I don't know how to do it. It's like, just turn it off. And then he like touches a knob. He's like, I think it's off. And then the, that is supposedly what lights this PA on fire. Yes. Uh, the burn is great. She gets burnt. She flies backwards. Like she gets lit up. She falls to the ground. They fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. And then it's basically, did you turn off the grill, Joey? I think I did. Prank over. Yeah, like, not to be a jerk. They needed to get more involved. They, You needed to see paramedics. You Like, I always talk about how, like, punked goes a little too far. Yeah. This didn't go far enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like Joey got off really easy. I, I think just a little thing they could have done to, like, turn this up, and it wouldn't have been too mean, is someone should have told I, Justine, her show is canceled. Yeah. This way, she could look at him and say, you canceled my show. Yeah. And then, whatever Joey does, whether it's be upset that someone's on fire, or be upset that I, Justine, is, has lost her show, you do the opposite of. Yeah. So it's just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that, you know, you lost your show. Can I talk to someone about this? It's like, you want to talk about a show? A woman just got injured. Yeah. Like, that's how you pile it on. Because you make the person in the prank never right. Yes. Uh, so that, like, when the prank is revealed, they are then relieved. But right now it's just like, oh, no, this woman's hurt. No, she's not. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, and then the other conceit they have in the show is pass-fail. You this get This is the worst. Essentially, if the prank remotely works, you pass. Yeah, the, the idea is, before they're like, let's go over the objectives and see if you passed. Well, your first objective was to make the cooking show believable for a collab video. Your second objective was to get Joey to turn off the grill, and your third objective was to blame Joey for setting the grill on fire. Your official grade for the prank academy is... Hey, everyone, welcome to Cooking with I, Justine. Do you want to shut the grill off? I think I got it. Yeah, I turned it off. So with all that being said, you, you passed. passed. Yes! Congratulations, you are a YouTube prankster, Justine. You yes! really got him good. But there's nothing on the line. Yeah. It's not like if you pass, you win $10,000. So every time they do this gimmick, and I'm not going to stress this gimmick the whole time. There's this moment of the prankster, like, with their fingers crossed, being like, oh, I hope I pass. There's it, literally no stakes or consequences. Yeah, nothing matters. Like, my feeling towards this is this is, this exists as kind of like insurance that if a prank doesn't go right, instead of cutting it, they can still air it and fail the YouTuber. Yes. So it's, it's not entertaining, it's not suspenseful, it's just kind of like there. Yeah, it's to give their, it is literally to keep a bad prank from being a waste of a day. Yes. Uh, the second prank is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that We the Kings started off on YouTube. Yes. That Charles Trippy was a vlogger. Yes. We the Kings is kind of like a 
they're they're a 2010s emo band. Uh, I like them a lot. And this prank is centered on luring their songwriter to the Gibson guitar, like, studio space. Under the promise that he's going to get a free guitar. Yeah. Which feels very much like it's a box propped up on a stick. Yeah. Kind of trap. Free guitar? I'm there! And then the two, like, younger hipster types who work there call out Check Yes Juliet as being an accidentally stolen song. Yes, of go, go, indigo, are you listening? I am watching you from my hideout. I can't wait for you to come inside. Yeah, which is a very weird... It reminds me of when uh, Hey There Delilah was popular. (laughs) There was a version of it that was a joke of like, Hi, Mr. Higginson, it's me, Delilah's lawyer. I am writing to inform you of a third restraining order in effect. Everyone did a parody of The first two haven't stopped you yet. She's quite upset. That was the best one, I think, because it was very, like... I liked Hey There, Mr. Thompson, which was by uh, Sarcastic Gamer, uh, about the person who was suing GTA for for destroying America. They're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, I just liked the one that was like, hey, you're creepy. Because mm-hmm. when it came out that like Delilah was like a girl he met twice. It was someone else's girlfriend, wasn't yeah. it? who the songwriter had met like twice. Oh. And I get that sometimes you're like, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. Like I've straight up stolen names for characters. Been like, yeah. nice name. Shame something happened. Hey, pl- plain white tees. Stay dude. You know, I like several of their other songs. <laughs> no, I like Plain White Tees. They're they're kind of like We the Kings, like that kind of yeah. music uh, that I am utter trash for. So th- the idea of this prank is they are going to look at these guitars while someone is just starts picking up a guitar and starts strumming Go Go Indigo. And singing along. And then the other girl comes in independent of him and goes like, Oh my god, you know... Um, <laughs> this obscure indie band in New York. I forget yeah. what the name of it was. Yeah, the something, Sunshine? Something Field. Oh yeah, yeah, Something Field. And they Field have... Field Promise. Field Promise. It was in my Google history because I'd looked them up. They had made an, a website for Field Promise. Which does not appear to still be up. Which is a nice like little touch to this. And they have the knowledge that... What is it? Hey There Juliet is the name? Check Yes Juliet. Check Yes Juliet. They knew it was a song that was added late to the CD and was written while he was in New York, even though he's from Florida. Yes. So there's enough circumstantial evidence that they are going to convince this guy he didn't write one of his biggest songs. Yes. And... It starts to work, and this guy starts to lose his mind. Yeah, I felt horrible for him. Um, But it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because he's like, there's no way I stole that song, I'm from Florida. And then later he says, I was in New York. And the guy was like, oh, so you're lying. You were in New York. You know, how many stories are you going to spin? Like, really just digging the knife in. To the point that he leaves... He's just like, I can't handle this, and gets out of the room, and they have to be on walkie-talkies like, get him back to where the cameras are. If he's going to start crying, we need to see this. They get him so good, because he honestly starts to question 
whether or not he wrote that song. Yeah. Uh, this, in my opinion, is the best prank in the show. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where it's harmless. Like, nothing could go wrong where, like, someone could actually get injured. Yeah, no one can get hurt from this. And it works as a perfect advertisement for the band! Yes. Because <laughs> if you had just, like, maybe heard Check Yes Juliet in the radio and didn't know what band it was, or knew who Charles Trippy was but didn't, like, hadn't heard his band... I was singing Go Go Indigo all week. Uh, and I really, really like We the Kings. Yeah, so, like, not only is this a good prank on somebody, if you didn't know that band, it encouraged you to check it out because the song is catchy. And if you like the band, you might not have known they were YouTubers. Because I didn't. I certainly didn't. And I like We the Kings. How's that drink? Uh, it's growing on me. As a, as a drink. As you drink more of the 99 bananas, yes. you are enjoying it more. Uh, this yeah. is an important thing I got to bring up uh, while I'm still sober enough to remember it. Um, at the end of every video, after the whole grading thing, Jesse comes out and he's like, Thank you for watching the Prank Academy. If you enjoyed this episode, please smash the thumbs up button. This ticks me off every time. Yeah, Noah's just mad about that. Because here's the thing. You're no longer on YouTube. Right. You're a YouTube premium show. I've already paid for this. How dare you ask more of me? Like, could you imagine after watching Stranger Things, they were like, yo, if you really want us to continue to fight this demigorgon, make sure you give us five stars on Netflix so we continue to bring the seasons and we'll be back next time with more of... Eleven shenanigans. No! I. You already have my money. How dare you ask more of me? See, I... It really didn't bother me because I think I regularly forgot that it was, like, YouTube premium. Because these are also short. Yeah, they're very short. They run 8 to 11 minutes. Yeah, so I think they're, it's very easy for me to have forgotten... That they weren't just a YouTube video. But the point is, they're they're trying to make us believe that, like, this is something worth paying for. So you should not make me think I'm watching just another YouTube video. Like, it should be thanks for watching. Stay subscribed to YouTube Red. We got more pranks coming at you soon. School is still in session. School is still in session is a good one. Yeah, the... And we binge these, and they're only eight minutes. So every eight minutes, Jesse is yelling at me with this call to action that I'm not going to do. Yeah. It's not great. Like, I understand make sure you subscribe when I'm on YouTube because everyone is fighting for that piece of the pie. But this, mm, this made me angry. The next episode to air feels very out of order. The next one is the crane prank. Yes. And I felt like this and the car crash prank that happens later should have been the last two episodes. Because in this one, it's the Dudesons. Yes. And they're pranking Jesse. Yeah. And I feel like this should have been toward the end. Because I think we needed to see Jesse and Gina get their comeuppance at the end of the series. Yeah. I also got the feeling that this one airs or this one was recorded after 
the one Jesse pulls on Gina. Yeah. Because I think they needed to air this one earlier to justify what Jesse does to Gina. Because what Jesse does to Gina is outright heinous. Yeah. So what they're doing is the prank that that Jesse thinks they're pulling is horrible. They're trying to make it look like he dies in an explosion. So there's going to be an explosion. He's going to get pulled through a wall. And they tell him, like, then we're going to shoot, like, blood and severed limbs out of the wall. Like, you've been obliterated. It was like, ooh, that's not a fun prank. It's like, ah, a man is dead. So they're doing a rehearsal uh, where he gets thrown through the wall. And then, like, the stunt crew comes in, unhooks the thing that pulls him through the wall, hooks him to a crane... And they throw him 90 feet in the air. And he's terrified of heights. So he cries. No! No, what the f***? Go f*** you! Oh, no! No, no! Please, no! Please! Oh, my God, yo! I'm f***ing terrified right now. Yep. And, like, there's... He does this thing where he's holding on to his vest in a way that's like, man... Certainly would suck if he unhooked something. Because it's not like he's been given, like, stunt advice of, like, let your arms hang free, don't touch the hooks that are keeping you from falling to your death. He's holding on to his front and the hook is in the back. Yeah, but the vest is, like, what keeps the vest on him... Yes, you're right. ...is connected in the front. Like, I've been on roller coasters with people who have gotten scared and gone, I want to get off, and they pull on their bar. Like, the fact that this thing that's going 50 miles an hour, you can just walk off of at some point. He's in that fear place where he's like, I want to get down. Let me pull off this vest and drop down, because no one's told him this is about to happen. This is pretty dangerous. This is pretty dangerous. Uh, What they do then... After they leave him up there for a while, they bring him down and they shoot him with paintballs. Yep. Which hurt like a bitch. Yeah. I do appreciate that the dudes do get him right in the butt. Yeah. Then they spray him with some sort of slime that Gina says is whale jizz. Yes. And then they feather him. And then they're like, if you want to come down, squawk like a chicken. And he squawks like a chicken. And they bring him back 90 feet in the air first. Well, they also uh, then water cannon him? Oh, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. They, I forgot about that. Which also hurts real bad. Yeah. Yeah, this one's really sadistic. Yeah, it's not a good time. Um, yeah. The next one might be the f- best acting. Okay. It's the birthday cake prank. Yes, the one that your drink is named after. So, it's, uh, oh god, I don't remember. Some of the YouTubers I genuinely just don't know very well. Yeah, I forget who this is as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's Shay Carl. Okay. In this one. And he and his brothers are, um, touring the YouTube space, and there's like a little Sweet 16 set up in one of the studios. Mm -hmm. And it's... A baker who has like a cute little baking channel. Yes. She's collabed with a fan. Yeah, for goodness cakes. For goodness cakes. <laughs> like very wholesome, very sweet. And 
She has collabed with a 16-year-old girl to make her birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And they're going to film it for an episode. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very wholesome. Yeah. They destroy the cake. Yes. And, like, <laughs> the thing about it is they talk to this girl who's playing the 16-year-old birthday party girl. Like <laughs> She's great. She's like, are you going to make him feel bad? She's like, I'm going to make him cry. Yeah, I'm going to cry. No, they go, are you going to cry? She's like, yeah. I'm going to cry. Uh, so they kind of come in and tour the space. She, the girl who makes the cake talks about how long it took the, to make it and then has to walk out of the room. Uh, the, uh, the person on the inside gets his brothers to like take a selfie with it. And like lean on the table. Because the yeah. table is gimmicked yeah. to... Uh, the table explodes, basically. Yeah, the, the legs apart. like fly off in any direction. And one of the brothers tries to catch the cake. So now he's just covered in frosting. Yes. Uh, and then the girl from His Goodness Cakes comes back and is like, why did you do this? And they're yes. like, can I fix it? And they're like, no. And then the birthday girl comes in in a wheelchair. Yes. <laughs> they do go that extra mile to make it like, to make sure that the prankies or the prank, yeah, the prank ease mm. feel extra bad. And like the one, the one brother is like, I'm so sorry. And like, <clears throat> try is like looking at his skateboard. Cause he wants to give the skateboard as like a present. It's the only thing he has on it's him. It's the only thing he has, but it's a girl in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's like, Hey girl in a wheelchair. I'm sorry. I destroyed your cake. Here's this thing you can't use. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, it's a horrible prank. It's really mean, but it is very funny. And like, when they reveal the prank, the girl jumps up out of the wheelchair. Like, in uh, a way that reminds me of the outtakes from the movie Saved. <laughs> which is like a deep cut for Noah. Um, and she just like pops up and she's like, ha ha ha, gotcha. And it's very cute. Yeah. The next one is the speed dating prank that feels like an episode of Back Off Haters more than yes. it feels like a Prank Academy episode. Yes, because it is speed dating. Yes. But with Miranda Sings. And I know of Miranda Sings, but I've never watched a Miranda Sings video. This is hilarious. She's very funny. Yeah, like the Miranda Sings voice is very nasally. And uh, like... It's one of those great characters that, like, is truly annoying, but so pure of heart yeah. that you can't be mean to her. And, like, everything... And I've heard Colleen Ballinger, who plays Miranda Sings, uh, she is legitimately an extremely talented individual. She really is. Uh, she made her Broadway debut, I mm-hmm. want to say last year, mm-hmm. in Waitress, uh, playing one of my dream roles, Dawn. And she was... From what I hear, quite good. Yes. Because um, I remember watching her. She did uh, Matt Pat's charity stream. And she couldn't stay the whole time because she got booked to do a Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Okay. And she was like going to sing Christmas carols. And she was like, oh, I love singing Christmas carols. Which, like, which carols would you like me to sing? And they're like, whatever Miranda will have the most fun. And she's like, oh, you don't want me to really sing. Yeah. You want a real awkward time while we light a Christmas tree. Cool. That's what I'm known for. Yeah, but like, 
I just want to say that Colleen is very talented. Like, yeah, like she's great. When I say she made her Broadway, she wasn't Miranda Sings as Dawn. Right, right. Like she was legitimately talented enough. Now Waitress did indulge in a lot of stunt casting toward the end. Right. Um, but she was one of the examples of see, it's not all bad mm-hmm. that I saw in a lot of like Broadway forums. Of, like, see, stunt casting isn't always bad. And what's upsetting about this prank? Is like there's a few times where you can see this guy being like, "Ooh, I don't want anything to do with this girl," and then and a couple times. There's also a couple guys that are like, "This girl's quirky, but I am in." <laughs> there's like one guy who's like, "All right, yeah." Like, one guy is just down. Like, like Miranda's going like, "I think I love you. I think we were meant to be," and she's like, "All right, I, I kind of feel that way too." Yeah, like, he's kind of, like, in, and I'm just like, it's very sweet and very funny. Like, that guy's like, I found the quirky love of my life. Yeah, like, someone's looking for their manic pixie dream girl, and there's Miranda Sings. Mm -hmm. It's very, very cute. Um, I I can't say. uh, I can't say I hate it. She's married in real life. Yes. To her love interest from Back Off Haters. Yeah. Uh... They were not together when he was cast. They kind of uh, fell in love over the course of filming. That's adorable. Um, so uh, good for them. Yes, indeed. Many happy returns. Uh, the next one is the old man breakdance prank. Yeah, this is unoriginal. It feels like bad grandpa. And again, this is another one where they don't let it breathe enough. Well, there's also like a very famous prank where I think it was Kobe Bryant gets old manified and then like dunks on people. Yeah. <laughs> Literally dunks on people. Uh, which I think also got turned into a movie. Do you remember this old man basketball movie? No. I'm researched. <laughs> I'm going to double check this. Old I- man basketball. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew! By the way, it comes up if you type in old man basketball movie. And he is played by Shaq. It's Shaq? Oh. In the film, it's Shaq. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if the original prank was Shaq. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh, very much Shaq in the film. But the, the prank is basically a an old guy like drops something or falls over. And then when someone comes to help him, he like break dances up and does like a handstand and a kip up. Yeah. It, it's harmless fun. Yeah, it's cute. Um, when they do the big show at the end with his whole dance crew, he doesn't commit to being an old man long enough. In my yeah. Opinion. I think he should like stumble. I said to you when we were watching this, he should have done a Willy Wonka fall. Yes. Because uh, Gene Wilder famously ad-libs. He uh, limps down the aisle, appears to fall in somersault forward, and then pops up. And that's our first impression the, of Willy Wonka. And one of the best character entrances of all time. It, it, I would say it is a top ten moment in film, is is Willy Wonka. Just the way, like, the crowd cheers, and then it falls, like... Like, oh my god, he fell. silent. And, well, not even when he falls. Like, oh, because they realize how old he is and how, like... Yeah, they're silent. And then all you hear is the cane. Like, oh, so... Oh, I love that scene. I love that scene. It And it's it was an ad lib by Gene Wilder. And, mm-hmm. like, that is... It's not even comic genius. It's just outright genius. Yes. Because, like, it's not a funny moment. 
But it immediately sets you on, we cannot trust Willy Wonka. Yeah. We're, we're totally off topic, but real quick shout out. I just discovered a new YouTube channel. I believe it's called Hats Off Entertainment, who did an amazing documentary, mini doc, on Gene Wilder, who I love and miss. Yeah, I, him and Gilda, like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure Gilda Radner passed before I was born, but mm-hmm. I've always really liked her work. Yes. He he also gave me um plug for Hats Off Entertainment, which I certainly hope is the name of your YouTube channel. If it's not, I'm super sorry. He has a fantastic documentary on John Candy. And I forgot how much I love John Candy. It is very much called Hats Off Entertainment. Hats Off Entertainment. Because uh, the top two things when you search Hats Off Entertainment are how to react naturally Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. and John Candy, everybody's Uncle Buck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's semi-new YouTube channel. Super awesome. Talks about old comedy. I just discovered it, and it makes me happy. So now you know about it. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, he's an old guy. He dances, and he passes the <laughs> Frank Academy. The end. The next one is the restaurant fight. Remember this one. I'm going to have stuff to say at the end about this one. Yeah. So basically, this is your girl, Superwoman. Yes. Uh, Lily Singh. And they're going to make her out to be a hero. So the idea is that they are filming a commercial. For a restaurant. For a restaurant. Some guy is being a dick. Uh, he starts a fight with one of the um, assistants. Mm-hmm. And Lily Singh's going to be the hero. Yes. She's going to break a chair over his back. As one does. Knock this dude out and be like, my work here is done. And then leave on a unicorn. Which, cool. This is one of the few ones that kind of goes wrong. Yes. Because as the fight is starting, there's a guy in a security hat. Like an older gentleman. Yeah, like probably an ex-security person, ex-cop, something like that. Yeah. Who sees this fight's happening and he's going to go and get involved. Not on my watch. So they have to kind of pull him away like, no, this is a bit. Please don't kill anybody. Yes. While Lily Singh then kills somebody, air quotes, and then rides off on a unicorn. Yeah, she like, she breaks a gimmicked plate over his head. Um, I use the phrase gimmicked because I have a tangential uh, relationship to the wrestling world. Yeah, you and your championship belt have... (laughs) A tan- tangential. Oh man, this drink is strong. <laughs> I have a tangential relationship. I, I have a championship title in a company. Yeah. Uh, it's important to know that the photographer had teach me how to do a choke slam. So I would That's say my relationship important. is tangential That's at best. Important. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be here. Um, I, I feel like this one fails. Yeah, like because that guy intervenes. You kind of have that moment of, like, they have to do so much to make the joke work. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... It needed something supernatural. Yeah, because, like, the, the prank is, we're going to do a fight scene in public. Yes. Nah, that's not really much of a prank. It is crazy when it's like she left on a horse. Which they dress up to look like a unicorn. Yeah. And, like... That's great. Uh, one of my fondest memories of my bachelorette party involves a mini horse dressed up to look like a unicorn. Right. Um, but 
I know it was a mini horse dressed up to look like a unicorn. I don't think they were fooling anybody that it was really a unicorn. Well, the, the prank here is like, got you. You just watched a play. Ha! Yeah. Mm. Like it... Like there's not like a huge reaction. There's not a lot of stakes. Yeah. It, it, this one's a bit lame. Yeah, but, this is... And I love Lily Singh. But it's important that you remember it for later. Yeah, and I really do like Lily Singh. Yeah, I love Lily Singh, and I would like to have seen her do more. Yes. Uh, especially because she is so talented. I feel like she should have gotten a better one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next one's The Haunted Room. How, how, how many episodes are we in right now? We are nine episodes deep. Or it, This is the eighth episode, excuse me, The Haunted Room. Okay, because I'm halfway through my drink, and I'm pretty drunk. All right. So be prepared. Get hyped! Um, I'm done my drink, but I think there's only one shot of rum in my No, I put one shot in. I was very kind to you. I was not unkind. (laughs) There is whatever, how much of, how much alcohol is in one of those little bottles that you buy in the checkout line? That's two shots. All right. So there's two shots in yours. And then there's probably about half a shot of pineapple Bacardi. Did I mention the pineapple Bacardi? I don't think you did. My bad. Um, there's like half a shot of pineapple Bacardi, and then... And Truly. And there's like eight ounces of Truly. All right. Do you want me to drink the rest of the Truly that's in the fridge? Because I did not use an entire can of Truly. No. I mean, if you want to, do whatever you want. (laughs) Guys, Noah just gave me this very adorable, very drunk smile. Um... All right, what was the next episode? Okay, that was in the mic. Um, and my face. It's the haunted room prank. This one's right. cool because they have a magician set up a room so that like a picture will fall off the wall and to my horror, a bowl of gummy bears will have a fireball in it. Yeah, what a terrible thing to do. Which is like my personal hell because if you have a bowl of gummy bears, I'm getting in it. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I love gummy bears. And they trick uh, Olga K and another YouTuber. Um... I want to say Casey something. Not Casey Neistat. Right. Uh, Two female YouTubers, and they fool them into thinking uh, there's this haunted, shrunken head. Isn't Tim in this one? Tim from Escape the Night? Doesn't he get pranked here? Does he? I'm pretty sure he does. He's in two episodes. Yes, so I think he is in this episode. And I like, and we're still watching Escape the Night, and I have grown to like Tim more and more and more. Yes. But yes, he is in uh, he is in two episodes of Prank Academy. Yeah, yeah, he gets pranked in this one. Yes, I don't feel like many people buy this. No, I mean it's obviously. I think everybody is unnerved mm-hmm. by what's happening, and because they don't know what else is going to happen. Yeah, it's like they're worried. They're like. Oh my god, that scared me. Oh god, what else is going to happen in this room? Yeah, the the idea is cool, the execution is cool, but I don't think anyone really like is like, "Oh my god, it's the shrunken head coming to kill me." No, like everyone's obviously discomfited. Yes. Because they're like, "Oh god, more stuff's going to happen in this room." Mhm. And like admittedly the fire pranks would bother me. I have never liked fire pranks. No. Uh, based on a particularly traumatic moment of my childhood, 
Oh. On the Jaws ride in Universal. Oh, do tell. Um, I was seven. Mm-hmm. And I did not enjoy my trip to Universal Studios Florida. We went there instead of MGM because I wanted to go to Nickelodeon Studios, which I did very much enjoy. Okay. And uh, so I went on like Kong, hated it. Went in Jaws, hated it. You gotta remember, I was like seven years old. I was a little mm-hmm. too young for all of these rides. And there was fire on the water. Right. Which, when you are seven and do not understand how fire starts or works or burns and how it is fueled, fire and there, there can't be fire on water. That's impossible. So I lost it. Uh, I lost it to the extent that people thought I was a paid plant. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Oh. Um, there was also a particularly memorable incident in line for confrontation where i was a little dramatic as a kid yeah i screamed at my father in the line if you loved me you wouldn't make me get on this ride and my father looks at me and goes we don't love you stay in line this, this makes a lot of sense because i took you to hibachi <laughs> and there was a large you know they start with that like cool fire bar fireball thanks i hate it off the grill and uh laura slid back in her chair pouted looked at me and said i don't like this i giggled she continued to pout and then pointed at her own face to show me she was pouting yes you needed to be aware of exactly how unhappy i was the situation Hibachi's great, and we've gone back many times since. I, But now I know it happens, and I think you noticed that I always still slide my chair back. I just, I know it's coming now. Um, In any case, uh, that's the haunted room. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I like, this has been a fun episode because this has been more like us talking about things with this as a background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next is the tiger prank. This is an interesting one. This is, this varies wildly about how successful it is. It's somebody pretends to be injured and on crutches. Yeah. Drops their groceries and asks a kind passerby to help them take their groceries to their car. Mm -hmm. And in their car is a live tiger. Yeah. So uh, Jesse's like, I rolled my ankle because I was trying to bring this cat home from the zoo. Which is fun. And then when they get to the car, there's a tiger in there. This is one of the most fascinating ones. Yes. Because uh, who's the other prankster besides Jesse and Gina? I don't, I don't remember who the, the guest was either. But it's very interesting what happens when Jesse does it versus when Gina does it. Yes. Because uh, when Gina does it, well, when Jesse does it, there's a lot of like, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? You have a tiger. When Gina does it, it's a lot of like, that's a tiger, you playing. <laughs> and someone's like, I'm not going to help you, but can I get your number? What should we do with it? I don't know. I'm going to open the door and you grab her. I'll open the door and you can grab her? Yeah, 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 look. No, I don't want to touch her. You don't want to touch her? Do you think I'm crazy? No, hell no. Hell no? <laughs> oh. Okay. Thank you. Give him a hug. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can I call you sometime? Oh, no, no, no. I just forgot your number. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's insane. She's quirky. Yeah, she's got a tiger. Like, 
I might not have to deal with the tiger to spend time with her. Yeah, like, there are definitely people who are like, I could still date Gina. Um, and the prank, like, nobody, and then there's one woman who helps Jesse, who is all in. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I'll open the car door. And they're like, no, 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 there's a tiger in there. Yeah, they have to stop her. Yeah. So, uh, they actually ended up not giving that one a grade. No, that's a competition. Yes. Like, who, who did it the best? And I believe they give it to the guest. Yeah, because it looks tacky to win your own show. Right. Um, so the next one is the car crash prank. And again, I feel like these episodes should have aired later. Yes. This, this was a prank on Gina. Yes. This is horrifying. So basically, they have set it up that the taxi that will pick up Gina will already have some other YouTuber in it. Yes. Who I forget the name of, who's a redhead. Casey LeVere. Yes. And uh, the taxi driver will get into an altercation with another car to the point that they end up in like this high speed chase. Yes. That results in uh, the car driving down a narrow passageway, breaking through a wall, spinning out the other car, and then going off a ramp and landing in some cardboard boxes. (laughs) And you look at me and go, you know, this could still just go wrong. Yeah. Like, this is still a stunt driver. Yeah, stunts go wrong all the time. This is... Um, this is literally unforgivable to me. Yes. And Jesse says things like, she's already got a fear of cars. Because she mentions having been in a major car accident at some point. Yeah. Like this, like this and going after Jesse's fear of heights feel very predatory. Yeah. And they're very uncomfortable to watch. And the one iota of amusement I found in this episode is how long it takes Gina to be concerned about the cab ride. Because mm-hmm. it must be mentioned there from Philadelphia. True. And driving like that takes her a little while to be concerned by. So, Like, there's a moment where she's like, oh, wait, we're not in Philadelphia. Oh, no! They, they do stuff to the car doors so that they can't be opened. Yeah, they're gimmicked so they can't, like, child-proof. This car flies down this, like... Sh- Shallow alleyway, breaks through a wall, spins out the other car, the other car crashes, and then it goes off this ramp, completely clears the cardboard boxes. Yeah. Lands on his wheel and then just hits like this mound of dirt. That And like goes up it. It's not like, oh, dirt, and then they stop like it's Biff's car in Back to the Future. Yeah. Like... It goes up this hill and, like, could have flipped over, could have crashed. Like, a lot of bad could have happened. Because mm-hmm. they missed the pad they were supposed to land on. Yeah. Uh, and then they jump out and they're like, it's a prank. And I, as mean as this is, I feel like when they go in the air, Gina's looking at her phone. Yeah. Like, which I have done. I've been to some... Weirdly, all in New Jersey, we've been on some, well, no, there was one MAGFest, but we've been in some, like, Uber and Lyft situations that were uh, not fun and quite scary. Yeah. And sometimes you just look at your phone to keep yourself from staring at all the mistakes you feel your driver is making. Yeah, I, uh, 
I have a fun story where I was in Greece and we were going to the airport and we got three taxis because uh, I was there for a show. So like the entire cast couldn't fit into one car. So we got three cars and we pulled up to a stoplight and my driver leaned out the window and banged on the hood of the car next to him, which was another taxi and yelled something in Greek. Mm -hmm. And I forget what word was being said, but the other guy I was in the car with leaned forward to me and says, I think that word means race. Oh, no. And now it's it's like three in the morning and we're flying down the expressway as these three taxis decide they're going to have a race to the airport. Oh, good. And I have no idea how fast we're going because everything's in kilometers. So, yeah, this is a terrifying experience to put someone through. Yeah, I... <sighs> This one bothers me to the depths of my soul. That being said, it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, the next one's the robbery prank. <sighs> this one's less fun. This one ages like milk. Yeah. So We're obviously watching this during Black Lives Matter, uh, during, you know, the... During 2020. Yeah. It's 2020, y'all. Everything is terrible. And uh, but this prank is legitimately... Unnerving to yeah. me. So, so Tim from Escape the Night, yes, is pranking Ricky Shucks. Okay, who is an African American gentleman, and they think that they're shooting like a collab video. Yes, but the prank is that the cops roll up to catch a robber, and then yes. the robber is going to fall through the ceiling as if he was hiding up there. Yes, Tim is sitting there with Ricky. The cops pull up, and Tim's like, oh, wow, those cops are right outside here. And Ricky grabs his phone and starts playing with it. Yeah. And then someone falls through the ceiling, and they're like, oh, my God, I think that's the robber. And Ricky just goes, I don't mess with the police. Yeah. Like, you get the impression, like, Ricky is not wanting any part of this because cops are involved. Yeah. And Ricky is black. And Ricky is not into just dealing with cops. Right. For reasons that are, unfortunately, extremely obvious. Yeah. Uh, the cops then call for everyone to leave with their hands up. So they all, like, kind of march outside with their hands up. Mm -hmm. And then they reveal that it's a prank. Uh, Tim becomes the first person to fail Prank Academy. He does. Because Ricky refuses to engage with the prank. Yes. Probably because the prank, in Ricky's mind, could very quickly end in his death. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough, cause just because, like, when this came out in 2016? 2016, yeah. 2016? Like, everything that I view now is through the lens of 2020. And, like, in 2016, I might have just thought, Ah, Tim, you suck. You can't prank people. But today, seeing this prank is kind of like, ooh, you are preying on this man's greatest fear. Yes, and a very understandable, it's not an irrational fear. Yeah, it's not like being afraid of heights or cars. I mean, heights and cars are still rational fears. Right, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, those fears come from a different place than today's culture. Yes, so, like, I'm sure that 
If you watched this and thought it was funny when it came out in 2016, I get it. But today, through today's lenses, this is an upsetting video. Like, here's an irrational fear prank. Uh, in, in college, I had an RA who was afraid of praying mantises. Mm-hmm. So I printed out a picture of a praying mantis and put it on his door. Mm. Harmless. Yeah. Praying mantis is an irrational fear. They're not going to get you. I actually knew someone who was afraid of praying mantises, so I locked him in a box with, like, several praying mantises and told him I was going to leave him there in the woods. That is not rational. That's horrible. How did you get that many praying mantises? It's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had a freshman floor mate who was afraid of E.T. And let- So did I, weirdly. And I never did anything to her, but I cannot say the same for all of my freshman colleagues. Mm, he's got that glowy finger. It just looked weird. Um, your sister is afraid of Pee Wee Herman. There's, <laughs> a, there's an irrational one. Yeah. Um... It's not one of those irrational fears. It's not like Ricky Shucks is afraid of Pee Wee Herman and he walks into a room, like he goes to a Starbucks and everyone is for some reason dressed as Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Which sounds like a great prank, by the way. This would be like the level of like, hey, my buddy just got back from war and he's got PTSD. I'm going to set off fireworks while he's sleeping. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Like, it's along those lines of like, no, no, no. This is like a huge problem that you're preying on. Yes. The next prank is the extreme opposite in the other direction. Mm -hmm. This is a husband and wife team. The husband is pranking the wife. This is the puppy prank. I I honestly believe it was like, hey, we want to use you in an episode of Prank Academy. How can you prank your wife? And his response was, don't prank my wife. She won't take that well. I value my relationship with her. Please don't prank my wife. And they're like, what if the prank was too many puppies? (laughs) All right, we can get away with too many puppies. Yeah, like this is very much the, uh, it's Jonathan Jolie and his wife, Anna. Yeah, and the whole prank is Anna's been asked to watch a puppy. A security guard has said, hey, no dogs in this building. And then when he leaves, people show up with more dogs. Yes. Uh, It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun because there's lots of puppies. Because it's every time the security guard comes back, it's just her surrounded by more and more puppies. Yeah. And like she's on the floor just petting the dogs. What what else are you going to do in that scenario? You're going to pet them dogs. Uh, Which, frankly, mood. Um... This feels like if you had to prank me under a threat of death. Yeah, like, all right, what if the prank is there's too many puppies? So, this one's cute. Um, It's a terrible episode. Yeah. Because it's not, like... Like, she's with too many puppies to be upset that someone is yelling at them. Yeah, she doesn't lead them in battle. Yeah. Like. To be honest, I feel like the show kind of goes downhill in general. Yes. At this point. There are 18 episodes and they they do start to tank. Yeah, they're, they're posted from best to worst. Yeah, and then the next one is the chokehold prank with Hale Harley from Epic Mealtime. Yeah. And he's in a Brooklyn, de- uh, Brooklyn deli. I kind of feel like the dude from Epic Mealtime does not understand the prank. I fully agree with you. Because what the prank is supposed to be is they've set up a bunch of stuff that he can move with his mind. 
Yeah. Like, there's a tip jar, there's stuff, there's like ramen noodles, and he can move it with his mind. He kind of like plays it off like he's a magician. So, like, he does it, and it's not kind of like, I have powers. It's, I just did a trick. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the the coup de gras of all this is supposed to be him force choking Jesse. Yes. And he will actually be suspended up the wall. Yeah, because there's a very, very obvious hook behind him. Yeah, it is so obvious that it is fake that I don't feel like anyone buys it. No. Like, Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, this man has supernatural powers. Yeah, like, the victims all just kind of, like, go with it. He drags them over and they're like, yay, good job. Like, they're very annoyed. Yeah. It's fine. He passes. Yeah. Woo. The next one is funny and kind of cute, but it's not, it's a public prank. It's a funny, cute public prank with Nick Santonastasso, who has been born with no arms and no legs. Yes. And they do his makeup. Lex Fleming does his makeup to look like a statue, and they drape him in like a green cape and hide him in the park. Yeah. And he just bothers people in the park. Yeah. He does what essentially street performers do in Central Park. Yes, basically. And uh, he scares some people and some other people he just kind of like surprises. It's funny and cute. Like there's a few times he screams and like startles people. But there's also a few times where it's like people's reaction is, oh, wow, good job. That looks real. Goodbye. (laughs) You know, like it's a weirdly cute, wholesome episode because no one's hurt. No one's really scared for more than a second. Mm -hmm. Um, He like... Kind of hits on a lady. Yeah. Like there's an older lady where I'm like, ah, oh, you guys might go on a date later. Good for you. Yeah. Um, It's not really much of a, and like these episodes are very short and a lot of the episode gets devoted to watching Lex Fleming do the makeup. Yes. And she does an exemplary job. Yeah. Sure. But I will say she doesn't, like we see her do her own makeup and her own makeup is so much more impressive than what she does on him mm-hmm. and i was like ah you you had somewhere else to be today you wanted to you wanted to get through this <laughs> get out of here. um the next one is the other failure episode mm. this is the stalker episode this reminded me so much of you and me so the bit is these two youtubers are very famous and they're being they're at is it vidcon it looks they- like it's vidcon yes yeah. and they go into this like holding room and there's like a weird guy there yeah, like a super fan of Bart Baker. Yeah, he's got like the loser Fargo hat on. He's got like a bad pencil mustache, thick glasses, and he's weirdly eating gummy bears. Yeah. And the idea is he's going to creep out this other guy and try to give him a gift. And the gift is a hat that says you're next, human hair, and a heart. A cow's heart, yes. Uh, this dude does not buy it for a moment. He reminds me of you because he's just really chill about it. Yeah, he's, he kind of looks at it like, oh, this guy really likes me. He's a little awkward. But, like, it means a lot to him for him to talk to me. So I'm going to give him that moment. Let's take a selfie together. Yeah, he like I said, he reminds me of you. <laughs> um, 
Because that's how I feel like you would deal with the situation. And, like, his girlfriend keeps trying to escalate it and it doesn't really work. Yeah, he does not care. He, he puts the hat on. He's like, cool, hat. Yeah, and he's like, can I keep the hat? So, it doesn't really work. She fails. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a very weird one. Uh, the, you, they're running out of ideas by this next one. This is episode 16. Uh, Dennis Rohde, uh, they go to Columbus Circle and it's the hot dog cart. Yeah. It has like a little remote control rat. Underneath it. Yeah. This is dumb. It really is. Uh, there's the, not much yeah. to talk about. Like, yeah. oh, it's a pretend rat. Cool. Yeah, it's dumb and bad. Uh, the next one I actually really did enjoy, um, even though it doesn't go correctly. Uh, this is Olga Kay, who's a professional juggler, does a little show, and this is the juggling prank. Yes. She's pranking her audience into thinking that her first foray in juggling knives has tragic consequences. Yeah, that a knife has ended up in her leg. Yes. And really what this episode is, is seeing her juggle. Yes. Which is great. Yeah, like, she's a good show person. It's cute and funny and endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, the blood squib doesn't go off. Yeah, so she's supposed to, like, gush blood, and it just doesn't happen. And then she just kind of limps off stage, and that's kind of it. They still pass her because they, they're like, it wasn't your fault. Right. Uh, I will say, watching her do the show is entertaining. She's personable. Yeah. She's funny. She does a good show. What while the prank is not good, I would subscribe to her YouTube channel. Yeah. But no, I'm not gonna smash that like button, Jesse. Stop asking. And then uh the next one is they clearly wanted this to be the finale because it's the biggest star. Yes. This is the Steve O prank. Yeah, Steve O. Uh we're both Jackass fans. Huge Jackass fans. Uh, we did an episode on Action Point, not, I'm going to say not long ago, quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, and this is Steve-O doing a show for, a private invitation show for big fans of his before he has to go to jail. Yeah. Because of his SeaWorld protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this part is true. The SeaWorld protest and, like, it being his last day before he went to jail for a SeaWorld protest. Oh. Uh, he, he performs, he takes event, he, you know, he glad hands fans. He's really, the fans are not getting super pranked badly. Because they are, at the end of the day, still getting an audience with Steve-O, a private yeah. show, autographs and photos. Those things don't go away. Uh, the whole prank is that a security guard keeps trying to break up the event. They argue and then Steve-O crushes his car with a monster truck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Steve-O escalates in the way you would expect. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. We get to see him do some jackass stuff. He balances a ladder on his face and tells people to throw dodgeballs at him. Yeah, it's really... And he talks about how the ladder is easier to balance than a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, and he does both. Yeah. and Because he has his training in circus performance. Yeah, and this one, Jesse and Gina's like, we gave him some stuff. For fun, but we didn't expect him to use it this way. Because he starts spraying, like, a fire extinguisher into his mouth. Yes. And they're like, oh, we didn't expect him to do that. He could die. Yeah, it's just like, that's what he does. 
It's and, fun. And Steve-O is Steve-O, and, which is great. Yeah. He has a lot of fun. We, we have a lot of fun watching him. It doesn't feel like Jesse and Gina are important in this episode. No. Um, and it ends with an Animal House-esque, like, Steve-O then went to jail for eight hours. Yeah. Which, that's just... And we didn't bring this up yet, but every time they bring a guest onto the show, they hug. Oh my god. And Gina does this weird hug where whenever she hugs someone, she makes eye contact with Jesse to say, like, I hate that I'm touching another human. And so I guess she's not just a hug person. Which I get. Yeah, I understand it. But it's weird that it's in the show so often. It's also, um, they both do this. They're hugging because they're clearly, like, feel they're supposed to. Yeah. They don't actually want to hug most of these people. No. Which makes it more apparent when it's someone they actually are friends with. Yes. Because sometimes you see them go in for a genuine, like, hey, buddy, hug. Yeah. And then other times it's like, ugh. Other times it's that very... Steve-o, you're kind of gross. Yeah, it's that very fake, like, celebrity, I have to hug you for the camera hug. Mm -hmm. And it's... I I don't know why we needed that. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit awkward. Yeah. So that's prank again. Yeah, it ran one season and um, it never really had a chance to run a second season. It didn't get canceled. Right. Um, Jesse and Gina broke up. Right. They broke up before the show began to air. Because the show began to air in March. They went public with their breakup in May. Right. Uh, But they had been broken up before the show even started airing. And delayed announcing their breakup. Owing to the show. And there's a few shots that we see where we're like, does she hate him? And they do say that like a big part of it was their YouTube career that ruined their relationship. Um, they each, they did a video together when they announced their breakup. And then he did another video and she did a video a whole year later because they both tried to go solo with their own YouTube careers. Right. Uh, Prank versus Prank became just Jesse's channel and BF versus GF became just Gina's channel. Yes. Jen Smith. Yeah. Uh, Gina's clearly a nickname for Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And she... A full year later has to go, like, address. Like, yeah, we're not getting back together. Stop asking. Because the fans have still been harassing them. Yeah. Both of them say the commodification of their relationship really ruins things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about doing a panel um, with Party of One podcast about working with your partner. Yeah. And how that does have unique challenges. Mm -hmm. We do not produce daily content. They blame the daily content as part of what kills their relationship because there's a lot that goes into producing one of those videos. They're setting up the prank, executing the prank, editing the video, Mm -hmm. exporting it, etc. So that's a very grindy schedule. And God forbid you want to take a day off, one day you have to do two. Mm -hmm. So, and they talk about like putting their relationship up for public consumption. Uh, I've gotten private in social media. I am a very private person, she said on her public podcast. Mm-hmm. But I, my real life, I'm very private about. Yeah. So I can see where they are uncomfortable with how much of their lives has been put up for public consumption. Mm-hmm. 
And they do blame YouTube for the dissolving of their relationship. They were together for about 10 years. 10 years, yeah. And they split up in 2016. Yeah. And based on what you can see, like, it does seem like she ended things. Because he, uh, but they, there's no bad blood between them. Right. They still care about one another. I think it's hard if you've been together for 10 years, unless one of you pulls a really terrible move. Yeah, if one of you ends up to be a murderer. Or like, if they cheat or something. Mm. But if it's just like you drift apart. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to hate that person. Yeah. And uh, that actually segues really well into kind of talking about YouTube Premium as a whole. Let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think any of the pranks were staged? Uh, most of them. You think most of them? Yeah. Well, I got some news for you because Noah did some research. <laughs> Noah did. Noah did. Noah did some research. There is a interview of sorts with an old man that has leaked online. Yes. And this man is clearly drunk, and he says, "You know, I'm gonna tell you pranks. You know, you know, Frank and Kelly. Yeah. You ever watch Frank and Kelly? Yeah. Jesse. Frank and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTube Red. Yeah. Have you seen the one with uh, Superwoman? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm a security guy. You're the security guy there? Oh, I'm the security guy in the video. For real? Uh, all those prank shows are fake, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hey, was it fake? See my, see my, see my, see my. Huh? They used to be real back in the 80s. Yeah. It was all staged. Prank shows used to be real, they, but they're not real anymore. It's like, that wasn't real. And it's like, no, it wasn't real. They told us it was a commercial, and it wasn't. <laughs> so there's this, like, a lot of people use this as evidence that Prank Academy was fake. But this man is clearly so drunk that I'm not sure if he's saying... Yeah, it's a staged prank, or they told me it was a commercial and it wasn't. That's amazing. Uh, but he was paid $120. That's nice. So that's nice. They probably paid, like, likeness rights. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, let's let's talk about YouTube Premium as a whole. Yeah. As an experiment. Uh, so my biggest problem with YouTube Premium is... You look at, like, Netflix and Hulu, and they have, like, their originals, mm-hmm. which are reasons to get the service. Yes. YouTube Premium or YouTube Red only has those. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can get YouTube Red and then get, like, Parks and Recreation or episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah, they don't have other content. The, the four shows we chose to watch for this month were Poppy, Good Game, Game Lab, and Prank Academy. Yes. And I think we're being unrealistic if we don't say that the audience of YouTube skews younger. Yeah, I think that's completely accurate. So the average YouTube viewer is going to ask their parents, hey, can you please get YouTube read for me? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being a parent... And being like, let's see what this YouTube Red thing is. And seeing either Good Game or Poppy or Prank Academy as the thing you're paying a monthly fee for. Yeah, I could see. Wait, that's it. And I watched a video of Aaron from Game Grumps saying like, please get YouTube Red. Because if you have a YouTube Red account and then watch 
free Game Grumps, you're supporting the channel more than if you didn't have it. Huh. Because while you're not, we're not getting ad revenue, we get part of your subscription to YouTube Red. Huh. So, like, watching this as a YouTube Red subscriber will do more for us than if you watch it as a free account. That's super interesting. And in terms of YouTube Red, do you know what else you get Mm -mm. besides these shows? No. One is no ads. And two is... You okay? Yeah. It occurred... It didn't occur to me that we had been watching without ads. Yeah, that there hadn't been ads on anything we've been watching on YouTube. And it didn't occur to me because I usually just like don't... I usually let them run on most channels I watch. Mm-hmm. Unless they do that stupid mid-video ad thing, which I oh, hate. Oh, I hate that. But like most of the time I'm like, oh, I want to support Defunct Land. I'll yeah. let it run. And, and two is if I listen... If I pull up a YouTube video on my phone for musical reasons, like I want to listen to an Access of Awesome or a Bo Burnham or a Poppy song, I can turn my phone off, like turn the screen off, and still listen to the music. Uh, it's something that's always annoyed me about YouTube. Yeah, you can't do that unless you have YouTube Premium. Yeah, I've never... That's that's really annoying. Yeah, is it worth, what, $9 a month, though? No. No. No, not when Pandora and Spotify exists. Yeah! And for $9 a month, you could just buy the songs on Google Play. Just buy nine songs a yeah. month. Yeah! <laughs> it's, it's a good idea, but it's just not good enough. And the only way I think you could really sell YouTube Premium to the audience that, like, would want it is, hey, if you don't want to subscribe to a bunch of different Patreons, just subscribe to YouTube Red and you help everyone watch. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't have that. Uh, But, like, now YouTube Red is dead. It's now YouTube Premium. Yes. And, you know, I watched The Thinning, and I watched these shows, and we've been watching Escape the Night. I feel like we've watched a good percentage of YouTube Premium. Yeah. And while there's other stuff that I'm interested in, like I'd like to watch Weird City, I would like to watch the uh, College Humor show, I... Don't think I would need this for more than another month and a half. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, especially because uh, their biggest show was made free during quarantine. Escape the Night? Yes. Um, That's been made absolutely free during quarantine. Uh, And as far as I know, it is still free. Yeah. So maybe, but when this is up, perhaps it'll still be up for you. Um. So, I guess let's give two verdicts. Okay. Let's give your verdict to Prank Academy. And let's give a verdict to YouTube Red slash YouTube Premium. Uh, My Prank Academy is uh, Stay Doomed. Yeah. They were barely able to hold together one season. Okay. That's... Uh, For Prank Academy, it's actually a Stay Tuned. I think it is a fine prank show. I think it succeeds in what it's supposed to be. It's not super for me. And it's a little weird because, like, I grew up with Punked. Mm -hmm. And in Punked, you usually get two or three pranks an episode. Yes. 
Like, I feel like if you took some of those lesser pranks, like the rats, the remote-controlled rats mm-hmm. and bullcrap, and just stuck it with a better prank, like the Go-Go Indigo or uh, the, uh, the, the car stunt prank, mm-hmm. you could make nine really solid episodes. That's fair. But the fact that they break each prank up into their own episode makes the weak pranks look that much weaker. That's true, because you see this a lot of times in these kinds of shows of uh, a weaker stunt, like with Swerved on the WWE Network. They'll put a weaker stunt with a stronger stunt. Yeah. A more expensive stunt with a less elaborate stunt. Mm-hmm. And then like it kind of, you can see the balance in the show of like, oh, this little quick stunt versus this very elaborate stunt. So yeah, I- I'm going to give it a stay tuned, but I'm still not going to smash that like button. Jesse, I'm not going to. Stop asking me to do so. Now for YouTube Premium, uh, I think it is. I hate to say it's a stay doomed, but they just haven't been able to deliver the amount of content I think they need to deliver yeah. to be viable. Yeah. I-, I think it's easily a stay doomed because unlike anything else, YouTube Premium has to compete with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus, to name a few. To name just the big ones. Yeah, because you're also competing with the WWE Network, and Crackle, and Voodoo, and so many other things that... Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is a big one, actually, to bring up. Because I'm actually, I think it's more comparable to a Crunchyroll or a WWE Network or like uh, an independentwrestling.tv. It is a niche. Yeah. And they don't have the amount of content to satisfy the price point with that niche. Yeah, the important thing about a streaming service is to provide more content than you could possibly watch. Because it's $9 a month, you said, right? I think, I don't remember. We didn't pay for this. YouTube Premium's $11.99 a month. So it's more expensive than the WWE Network. It's more expensive than Netflix, depending on the tier. It's more expensive than, I believe, Hulu and Disney+. Plus. It's definitely more expensive for Disney+, Plus because Disney+, Plus lets you do yearly. So I paid $70, and I don't pay another dime till November. Yeah, like... And I will never be able to watch through everything on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. And, and I've been trying. I think YouTube Plus or YouTube Premium, whatever, I'm sorry, uh, is kind of trying to live off the fact of the free content now doesn't have ads. So when you add that up, it's like, yeah, there is hundreds of millions of hours to watch. Right. But when it comes to like the stuff behind a paywall, like you can knock it out in a year if you wanted to watch everything. And you don't want to watch everything. And, like, that's not me saying that some shows are bad or anything like that. But there's going to be stuff that just doesn't interest you. Yeah. This, oh, it's a failed experiment. It just is. It should be $3. Yeah, it should have been a much less expensive, uh... It should have been significantly less expensive to pull off what it is. And these, they don't seem like super high budget shows. No, a lot Um, of them don't. Escape the Night is definitely the highest budgeted show. Yeah. And, but like, 
you can't tell me that like Good Game or Prank Academy were that expensive to film. Yeah, like there's one or two probably very expensive episodes, but like renting some remote control rats and a hot dog cart is not expensive. Correct. So we haven't done a theme month in quite some time. And uh, in looking at the calendar to plan out future episodes, we realized that there is a fifth Monday this week. And Tuesdays now. We upload on Tuesdays now. There's a fifth Tuesday this month. So uh, the rule with the theme months and the fifth Tuesday, or the fifth week, if you will, yeah, is that we can break the rules a little. Mm-hmm. We stay kind of on the theme, but we can break it. Uh, a good example is for Spoopy Month, we did Crybaby Lane, which was a TV movie. Yes. And that was before we did a lot of specials. That we did mm. more specials. Somewhere. Right. Um, so we have decided to listen to the people. Yes. The people want Escape the Night. Right. And we are actually a good dent into watching Escape the Night as of this recording. Um, we are going to focus on season one. Because I, I cannot promise with our schedules that we're going to be able to watch the other three seasons by the time we record. Right. But all of Escape the Night season one, actually all of Escape the Night period, is currently free on YouTube. I just checked. Okay. Um, so they released it during quarantine, which is a very weird marketing decision of, you've now given away the, mi- the milk for free. Mm-hmm. Why is anyone going to buy the cow? Right. Uh. So we're watching season one of Escape the Night. The people want it. Uh, we've been enjoying it. We've been talking about it a lot on our own time. Uh, so that's what we're going to do, gang. Yeah, Escape the Night season one will be our next episode of Stay Doomed. Get excited. I- I'm actually pretty excited. I'm this very been, excited. This has been a lot of fun. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com, which I have just checked and no one has reached out to us except for some spam. And... On Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about some pranks that you've pulled, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you hate pranks, but want to talk about just celebrity culture in general, I'm at Stay Doomed. Until next time, uh, stay doomed. <laughs>